This is Colin Moriarty from Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast, the best PlayStation podcast on the entire internet. If you're looking for a different PlayStation podcast to listen to than mine, you probably want to listen to podcasts beyond. But if you need a PlayStation podcast even after that, then you're in the right place for PlayStation experience. Have yourselves a very good time. Welcome to the land of long live play where greatness is always well- waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation experience. It is I, your boy, as always, Dad Ninja Dev, and as usual, I'm joined by the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, Mr. Delvin Cox. How are you today? I'm doing good, and I'm not dying, so that's a great thing. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. You're coming off recording strong style right now, right? Yeah, I think it's one of my first shows. Being back from not dying from coronavirus because they thought I had it and I didn't have it. I kicked out a two and a half, so I'm good. You kicked out a two and a half? What, what does that mean? That, yeah. You know what? Honestly, okay. I, don't, I don't know what that means. That's a wrestling term. Because, oh, it's a wrestling thing. I get it. Because, you know, one, two. Oh, he kicks out a two and a half because, you know, three is you lost. <laughs> you kick out a three, you have lost there a match. Is. So there you go. For all your wrestling shenanigans, and if you understood that reference, and the reference that I used to introduce him, go listen to Strong Style. It's out now. I'm a patron. Only costs, what, $3? Yeah. And you can get all, all the DLC goodies. And the other voices you heard us joining us from day six of her self-imposed quarantine, and I believe she got her 31st Platinum, the Platinum Princess herself, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, a little tired, haven't slept. And yes, I did get number 31, the Division 2. It was a, it took a year and one week, so. A year? Yeah. Jeez Louise, man, I can't, no, can't do it. Yeah, that, that's, that's I, exactly I, ha- I have no social life. Person. What do you want from me? Okay, that's a good answer. Well, I guess thir- 31 more Platinums then, I guess. Yeah. That's a good answer. I can't even respond next, to that. With, with next, next, game I'm, next game I'm Platinuming is Resident Evil 3. Actually, it might be a little something else, but we'll see. Ugh, Resident Evil 3. Mm. Yep. That's, the, that's a game. The, the demo came out for that this week. Fantastic. It did come out so this week. So excited. I will talk about I, that so- in a minute. Yeah, I was going to say, we can just talk about what we're playing right now, because I, I, I too played that demo, or rather, I attempted to play that demo. Probably about 15 minutes in, I turned it off. I was like, this sucks. I can't, no, just... Mm. We'll get into it. I tried. I, I tried to give it a shot. I think I know what you're talking about. All right, <laughs> tell me, because I have no idea. I love that demo. Well, let, let's I mean, let Dev go first, then, I guess. So, basically, like... <sighs> I didn't like the way it controlled or moved. Having to dump 30,000 bullets into a zombie to kill it just did, didn't do much for me. I'm like, I just want to shoot you in the head like once or twice and you're dead. But I got to empty a whole clip? Like, nah. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's Resident Evil in general. Which is part of the reason why I never enjoyed the series. Like, just the control, the gunplay, it just, it just never, it never did it for me. I thought I'd try it, give it a shot again. And I was like, yeah, nah, this is the same for me. Okay, so, so I have one question before you continue. Did you get the item in the safe in the upper apartment? 
that required me to have played for longer. Mm. I got to the safe, but I didn't go look Okay, the so if safe you get code. the item in the safe, it actually allows you to do critical damage. So, and then it it is like one or two bullets. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm good. I think yeah. that's has been that was that's was my complaint about part two, the fact that um unlike four, in four if you land a headshot, nine times out of ten, the zombie is gone and dead. And this one, if you land a headshot, they're gonna keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what Resident I- Evil in general. And also just for just for reference, Resident Evil four, they're not zombies, they're humans that are infected. There's a difference. Whatever. They're still Whatever. they're still alive in Resident Evil Four. They're just infected with a virus. I, I, that doesn't change the fact that I just want to pump two bullets into your head, if not one, and call it a day. Also, just the way it controls, I didn't like. So yeah, mm, I I, 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 I lean I, I, towards death with that in terms of how mm. when you get headshots, it should matter. Y'all yeah. crazy? I'm sorry. Resident Evil Three. That demo was fantastic. I'm so if, excited. If you like Resident Evil, sure. Yeah. I don't really care for RE. I thought I'd give it a shot. And uh, again, I just kind of know what I like and what I don't. And mm-hmm. that's one of the ones that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Other games that I played, I finished the uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare storyline, and I'm so hyped for part two. Oh my God. Now, talk about a game with good gunplay. That was fun. That has some really great gunplay. Yeah. I love the story. I love the callbacks to all the characters at the end of the, at the, end of the campaign. And I, I can't wait for part two. Hey, I mean, the moratorium on spoilers is is out. So, I mean, if you want to mention who's going to be no, in good. the next one. I'm good. They can find out for themselves if they want to play it. It's all good. Uh, I'm not going to spoil nothing. I mean, I could if I wanted to. I could just be real nice right now. You could, but we're not going to do that. I know. Um, What else did I play? Uh, I also played uh some Doom Eternal last night for about an hour. Got through the first level. Um. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. So that I'm questioning where you're playing it because I don't see it on your Steam list. Uh, it's on. It's when you pre-ordered it from Best Buy, it ended up being Bethesda. So uh, the Bethesda launcher, it's dumb. It's it's real, yeah. real dumb. Also, don't buy games from Best Buy. Yeah, I'm well aware. How long did it take you to get your code after the game came out? Forty-eight hours. It took. They had messed up all of the digital PC codes. They even messed up a lot of the console codes. Uh. People were waiting forever for their console codes, which sucks because Best Buy is now closed. So either you go digital or you do like the curbside pickup or whatnot, which yeah. uh, is just a pain. But um, that's the last time I buy a digital PC game from them for sure because that was just absolute nonsense. But either way, the game was was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the the first level that I played there. Just the speed. The weapons, the combat, the finding all the secrets and stuff. Ah, man, it was just, it was glorious. I can't wait to get back into some more rip and tear and just tearing some zombies up, going through through hell and uh, trying to, you know, save Earth. But uh, a lot of fun. Can't wait to get back to that one. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of complaints that, like, ammo is way too sparse. I mean, there's there's a whole mechanic to get. Oh, uh, I've played 2016. I know what the mechanic is. But people are still saying that, like, the amount that you- that you get is too low. So, I don't oh, know. I, I haven't had that problem. Make your bullets count. That's all I can say about that. You know? So, chainsaw the people, get the ammo, make your shots count. I don't know. I haven't had a problem with the ammo yet. So, we'll see. Um, but I think that's all that I've played uh, this week. So, what have you been playing, Delvin? A lot, surprisingly. That's what happens when you get sick. <laughs> you, get, you get to play a lot of games. Um. I played one game that we're probably going to talk about. Well, we're definitely going to talk about a little bit later. 
And that was interesting and fun. I also played the Resident Evil 3 demo, which I liked a lot, but I see your complaint about the gunplay in terms of how headshots don't necessarily mean a lot. Which I know for a fact, when you, the further you get in the game, it, it matters more. And I think it's kind of hard to explain because the Resident Evil games tend to do that where your guns don't feel as strong in the earlier levels. And then when you get further in the game, it matters a lot more. But I like the demo a lot. It's really good. I wish I didn't play it because now I feel like, okay, I know what to expect. I, I kind of wanted to go into those earlier things and kind of be surprised. but. I, I, I like it a lot. It's cool. It's really fun. It's just the right length. And I'm excited for the game. And another demo I played that I didn't know came out was, um, I don't know if you guys heard this game, Disaster Report. Mm-mm. Okay, this is going to be a little weird due to the circumstances we're going through right now across the world. But Disaster <laughs> Report is um, it's a Japanese title that's been it was on PS2. I think it was on PS3 and stuff like that. But what happens in the game series is um, there's like a natural disaster in the city or something like that. And you have to find a way to get out of the city. And it's a really cool, okay. it's a really cool concept because it's, it's kind of a survival horror game without the horror because you're trying to just make your way through the city without buildings and stuff falling on you from the city. It's very Japanese, but it's very interesting on how you play it. And the story changes based on the decisions you make. It's really cool. It's really interesting. I highly recommend if you want to try something different and unique, go download the demo and try that out. So mm, Okay. All right. I played that. I play, also played... Shoot, I played a lot of things. I played Neo 2. Nice. Which I surprisingly like a lot. I didn't get that far into it, but it feels a lot more smoother than I remember one being... And I, I enjoy the control of it. I like, and I feel like when I lost, it wasn't because I felt like the game was cheating or robbing me. It felt like because, well, you just screwed up. And mm. off rip, I like that part of it a lot. So I think I'm going to play that a lot more than I have been playing it. But this is the time where so much stuff coming out. So it's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard to just focus on one game. And that's where I'm getting back to. Other thing, I played Doom mm-hmm. because I had um, a whole bunch of GameStop credit, which I figured might as well spend this before that whole death spiral happens because <laughs> it looks like it's coming. That, I know, right? That GameStop death spiral is coming. So, Chaffee, your, your credit, you better spend that ASAP and get you a Switch light or something because in a few months, probably in this year, it's not going to be worth dollars of donuts. <laughs> and so, I, <laughs> I played Doom. I like it a lot. I don't know why it feels it feels smoother than the, mm-hmm. than the, um, the first one that came out, and I got to kind of get used to that. Yeah, they changed the graphics engine, which actually improved the performance of the game a, a great deal. And it kind of threw me off a little bit mm-hmm. playing it because I I found myself er- dis- everything's more colorful now. Yes, and it's a little disorienting. Yeah. I don't know if you guys experienced really? that. Yeah, I found it a little disorientating well, at first. I mean, experience what? Uh, I want to play Doom. Uh, y'all got you y'all got the money for it because I don't. So <laughs> <laughs> sitting here being the odd one out. 
We're going to have to send you some money, Haley. We're going to have to do a GoFundMe for you or something. <laughs> I'll take it, please. I'd love to play Doom Eternal right now. It'd be fantastic. I've wanted to play Doom Eternal since it was announced. Just, you know, uh, stuff happened. So. Yeah, I feel you on that. Is there anything else I'm playing right now? It's, it's a bunch of stuff I'm playing. I'm playing the game that we're going to talk about later, which I played mm-hmm. a decent amount of. And it's, I feel like I'm missing. Oh, Outer, Outer Worlds. Ah. I played playing a, it? And I'm playing a lot of that. Okay. I like it a lot. More than I thought I would. It feels good, like good. Fallout meets Mass Effect. Which is the point, yep. And I like that aspect of it. It's really cool. I like the fact that you can go meet up with a character like, hey, want to join my crew? And then you got to have these kind of loyalty type missions. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. I like it a lot. And I'm surprised how much I like it because I went in with little to no expectations of this game. I heard everybody talk about it was cool. They were like, oh, if you like Fallout, you'll like this. I like Fallout, but I'm not the crazy Fallout, the greatest game in the world, like how some people are. I thought, okay, right. it's cool, you know. And this game are kind of blown me away because one is really colorful. And it feels like it looks better than Fallout, like graphic wise, and it feels like it runs a little better than Fallout. No surprise there. <laughs> yeah, because I haven't had that many problems with it in terms of graphic errors and glitches or anything like that. So. Overall, I like it a lot. It's really fun. And I think I think it's probably really cheap. You probably can probably it really cheap now. And it feels like one of the perfect games to play in a time like this where you essentially can't go outside unless you stay in Miami yep. then you're experiencing spring break. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's definitely on my quarantine backlog. Definitely. So, Haley, what's your play? Uh, well, as I said, I've been playing the Division 2, a lot of that Season 1 content, um, you know, uh, finally got the Platinum, uh, got the trophy that had, like, bugged out when I started and wouldn't give it to me, because I guess the description says revive a player, but really it doesn't mean, like, help them up if they're, like, still alive, it means they have to be dead and you have to revive them, so... Mm. Uh, but then, uh, also playing a little something that Delvin and I will talk about later. Um, got, got a decent amount into it. Um, still got a lot to go though. Um, uh, I started Neo one and then the game bugged out on me. So I was like, all right, peace. Um, and then, <laughs> and I don't mean bugged out in that I was bad at it. Cause surprisingly, uh, I beat the entire first area with no deaths. So. Um, <laughs> very nice. The the game just literally just started bugging out. Like I was getting no drops, no weapons, no armor, no nothing. It's like okay, cool. Um, I'm not doing this because <laughs> I know I'll need that stuff later. Um, what else did I play? Uh, I jumped back into Assassin's Creed Odyssey for like just a minute just to grab the Ezio outfit that they added to the game. So. Um, it's only available this, by the time you're listening to this, you can no longer get it. Um, it was available from like the 19th to the 23rd at like 3 p.m. GST. I, something like that. I don't know. Uh, I grabbed that. Uh, what else? Just been fooling around in a bunch of stuff. Played a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn on Ultra Hard Difficulty New Game Plus. Um. You know, just been all over the place. 
Um, nice. You, you know, uh, needed something to cope because I had some life stuff happen again. Woo! Oh no, the yeah, life stuff. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the whole having to uh, to remove someone from your apartment is very fun. Yeah, I think we've all had a roommate who had to go at some yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. So. Fun. Cool. Well, seems like we're all trying to make a, as good use as possible of this uh, downtime and uh, just get through some of these games. Um, hopefully it doesn't last too long, but if it does, video games are uh, the answer. Oh, it's going to yes. last a while. Like, I mean, they've, they've closed school in California until... Until September, so... Well, not necessarily. It depends on the school. Like, my kids' schools are only closed until April. They haven't made an announcement yet that it's closed for the school year, so... It's weird. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's all depending on where you're at, because there's some places, like Middle America, that isn't hit, that aren't getting hit anywhere near as hard as, like, the coast. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. see how everything transpires. I mean, if they do what they're supposed to do and, like, really shut everything down the way they should, hopefully we can flatten this curve enough to where it doesn't last into 2021. Yeah, hopefully but see, we can be good by the summer. See, then you also we'll have see. you also have to worry about the, the spring breakers down in Florida who literally went on national television and said, yeah, if I get corona, I get corona. Like, Yeah, a couple of them from UT have, have uh, tested positive now. Yep, so. so. Y'all, we need to just board off, board off Florida. Y'all are just stuck. Y'all. Y'all do enough craziness down there. Y'all stop coming to other places. Y'all just stay in Florida. All right, Devin? Y'all just kick it down there. You know what? Florida man and all his shenanigans. Okay, hold on. I, I gotta not, ask. I'm not mad at that. Del- how does Delvin receive the blame for spring breakers not following quarantine orders? I'm not blaming Delvin. I'm blaming just Florida. Well, period. I, well, I've said it before. <laughs> Those people who aren't, aren't from Florida, but Florida has the innate ability to, to drive all the crazies all across the U.S., to one area. Maybe we should just mm-hmm. take some raid and just spray that one area <laughs> and hope for the best. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Alright, so um, we asked for some questions and you guys delivered, so let's get into our questions of this week. So at Mike Fowler 93 asks on Twitter, what PlayStation icon do you want to play you in the coronavirus apocalypse? Um, I don't know if she counts as an icon, but I'll go with Elena Fisher. Okay. Not a bad, not a bad answer. I don't know if, she, yeah, she's iconic enough. Yeah. She is. She definitely is. Yeah, absolutely. Not a bad pick. What about you, Delvin? I didn't have any answers in terms of PlayStation characters. But I just thought of one that I think would be mad funny. Dexter. Who? Dexter from Jack and Dexter. Oh, Dexter. I thought you said Dexter. I'm like, there's a Dexter, but Dexter, that would be hilarious. <laughs> just, <laughs> Dexter just running around playing me. <laughs> so, so I got to ask, spoilers from Jack and Dexter, the first one, um, before or after he falls into the pit? After. Okay. <laughs> After he falls in the pit. <laughs> so doing PSXP would be very interesting in terms of Elena Fisher and Daxter just sitting here. Oh yeah, and I uh I do notice a trend here though. What's the trend? Naughty dog characters. Oh that's Ooh, that's a good it. point. That's, that's a good, a good point. point. 
until I break that that mold because Kratos is gonna play me. <laughs> that makes it even more interesting. <laughs> Boy, I uh, I feel like the interaction between Kratos and Daxter would last all of five seconds. Yes, before Kratos tore Daxter's head off. Pretty much. Thank God yep, this is much. a yeah. video podcast that's done over the internet and not in person because <laughs> Daxter will literally be dead. Absolutely. Hey, so quick update from my email from Netflix, apparently. Don't forget to finish Riverdale. Hey, um, don't call me out like this, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix calling um, you out. Fun, fun fact, I uh, I started Riverdale over from the beginning, and now uh, Netflix has decided to roast me for it. As they should. As they should. I've heard that show's not All good. Right. So, our next question is going to lead into a little bit more discussion than our typical questions do. Uh, at Cinael, as, um says, can you recommend a game for someone who has no gaming skills like none? Zilch. Zero. Nada. And I believe you had, had a response for that, Delvin. Okay. My response is, and this is not a commercial whatsoever, but me and Haley are going to jump into it. I played this game, and Haley played this uh, game. Ho- ho- yes, hold on. Before we go any further, code provided by Lilimo Games and Colin Moriarty. That is correct. FCC, please don't tear our head off. <laughs> Since they heard the name, <laughs> me and Haley got review codes for Twin Breakers. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll let Haley go first. What are your thoughts on the game? Because I got a lot to say. Uh, I really enjoy it. I do have to say, though, there's a point to where you will need skill with this game because I'm at it and I'm ready to tear my eyes out. Um, I reached level 20, and let me tell you, trying to navigate four, um, four ships to bounce the ball off of, um, that's really difficult. I'm having trouble with it. Um, I will say, if you're into hunting trophies, this game is very good for that. Um, I've made it to level 20 and have, like, half of the trophies. Um, uh, you get them frequently. Um, there's a lot of variation in modes. There's, like, um, so there's obviously a story mode, which, I mean, it's written well. I just wish it would have been voiced. But, again, for the kind of game it is, it makes sense why it's not. Um, it's easy to follow. Um, and honestly, just like the variation in power ups and pickups are are great. Um, there's your standard stuff, right? Like you get the you get the guns that go off the breaker. You get like the shrink and the grow. You get like a ball that makes your ball just go through all of them. So, like if they require more than one hit, they it just disregards that and destroys the block. Um, there's the shield wall so that like you don't lose a life. Um, there's more life pickups. Um, the only thing I'm not really a fan of is sometimes uh, the level design, uh, the way the bricks are placed in a level, uh, seems like it's just there to make the level like run the time out on you. Like Level 13 is really bad for that. There's like five spaces in between. And you've got three different areas, and then it'll get down to like your last couple bricks, and it's just, hey, the ball's just gonna bounce up and down, up and down, or side to side, but not gonna hit anything for like forty-five seconds. Now there are um, 
each of the ships that you have can send itself like upwards as like, hey, you can hit it in the air, and that's like an aerial. Um, and they teach you this mechanic, but uh, even even doing that sometimes doesn't work because it'll do it, but then it'll just go the opposite direction and just you're you're stuck there waiting for the ball to hit. Okay, I absolutely love this game, and I didn't think I would. I thought I'd like it because I, I figured that on first glance it's breakout. It's like okay, this mm-hmm. is a cool, fun little game. So. I think when you first play the first, I want to say nine levels, it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of breakout, and it's fun and simple. And it's giving you the feel of the game and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. So after level nine, which is funny because after level nine they give you a story a boss beat, battle, a yeah. boss battle, and a story beat, and the whole game just changes, and it becomes this whole fun game where everything just turns on its head, and it just becomes this. Such a unique, fun way to play it, and it's well. I mean, a- after level ten, it becomes Pong, and then after level twenty, it becomes Hey, here's Pong, and also Breakout at the same time. Yes, and that's what makes it so much fun and so unique. On, the- and I like so many things. Like the power ups are fun with it, and in certain ways, you like you were saying, like certain parts of the game you get stuck at, but mm-hmm. if you use the power ups in certain ways, yeah, but you gotta catch it. Which makes it fun. Mm-hmm. In certain ways, you use the power-ups that can make it easier for you. Be- it- because, see, like, with level 20 in, sp- in particular, you're so used to the bottom. Like, if, if you're playing on the Pong levels, right? Like, you're so used to the floor being able to, like, bounce the ball because it's not, it's not behind your thing. But now it doesn't work like that because you've got two more ships to control. Yes. And it's so much great game design into the game. Like, one of the things I kind of figured out, like, on the ones you really can't hit, I'm like, damn, I can't hit that one brick right there. Then all of a sudden I get a power-up with the guns. And you, can, and you have to, then you shoot the brick. Like, oh, that's how you do it. And make it a lot easier for you. But see, the power-ups seem to be RNG-based. They, seem, get, they vary depending on level. Like, there are some levels yes. where I, I wouldn't get, like, like, obviously there's, like, the duplication, right? So you get, like, multiball right sometimes i would get that on a level but then in other levels where i would need it i wouldn't get it like it's just rng based yeah and they give they always give you something that you can use to solve the puzzle but the mm-hmm. thing about it is you have to have enough skill to get it and use it in the right way because there's been plenty of times where i got the multi-ball and completely screwed it up because i am not good at these type of games and i like the fact that it's forgiving in terms of, like, if you lose all your lives, it, it tells you straight up, hey, pay 100, 100 points and you can continue this level where you're at. And I've done that multiple times, and I've gotten through levels that way, and I've beaten levels barely with the, like, with the counter on one or zero. So the game is very forgiving in terms of letting you skate by and get through a level and continue the, the fun. And I, like I said, I'm having a blast with it. Like, it's so much fun. It's so much stuff to do. And that's not even talking about, that's just talking about the story mode. It's not, I'm not even getting into mm-hmm. the other modes that I played that I enjoyed there's like, a lot. There's, like, the shooter mode where, like, you don't have a ball. You're just shooting bricks. Um, there's 
random mode, which just throws a bunch of nonsense at you right out the bat, and I'm pretty yes. sure it gives you a random level at the same time as well. Um, there's boss rush mode, where it just throws all the bosses at you. Um, there's a couple others that I'm just blanking on right now. I could turn the PlayStation on and just check real quick, but let's not ruin our recording by having to uh, edit that out. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, like I said, this game gives out trophies easily. Um, I, in fact, like it also like getting the S rank in levels isn't really that hard until like level nine. Um, level nine, I'm stuck at an A rank, uh, but every level before that I have an S and then like the next four levels after it, I have an S rank. Right. So, I mean, it's not that hard. Like I think an S rank in level one is 1600 points. And like, there's a, obviously by the time you finish the level, you may have 400 points, but if you have enough time left, you've earned enough multiplier time to to get that score right and so there's collectibles but they're not like hey you don't have to go out of your way to earn them you just need to reach a certain score in the level to unlock them and they're interesting tidbits so yeah and i also like the writing in the game is smart it's creative i like the fact that yeah it's a colin moriarty game but it's not beating you across the head with it it's like little small easter eggs that if you're not a colin moriarty fan you, it wouldn't matter to you. And if you are, you'll get them. Like, I'll give you a quick spoiler. The ships in the game's names are greetings and salutations. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the story is serious, but it's done in such a good way that it's enjoyable. Like I said, I really had a blast playing this game, and I'm still playing it right now. I'm probably on level 25 or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. it's one of those games that. You can pick up and say, I'm going to play one level, and the level is probably like two, three minutes long, and then you'll play nine or ten levels because it's that nice. addictive. Yeah, there's a, there's actually a trophy. Like, not everyone's a trophy hunter, right? Um, but there's a trophy in this game for beating all 40 levels um, in one day. Like, one real wow. day, like in 24 hours. And the game actually, like, there's a stats tracker in the game, too, so it will tell you, like, all the trackers for the trophies and stuff like that in-game. Um, it's, I think it's called Trophy Room is the stat room or whatnot, and it'll just tell you what you need. Um, but, like I said, I'm stuck at level 20, you've made it to 25, I can't imagine how hard levels get after level 30. Yeah. And, like I said, my only knock on the game, it's not even really a knock, is that I wish... The story, the story, in the terms of the story mode, we would get story like um story stuff every five levels as opposed to every ten. Yeah. Because like I said, because when I when you first start the game, you're and you go, beat, you you get story story left and right, but then as you get further, it just slows. Yes, and I actually enjoy the writing of the game. I like the story a lot. The story's pretty cool. I like the game. It's fun. Like, if, if I was to read it, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. It's su- such a cool game. It's such a love letter. Not only the breakout, but you can... It pays homage to Space Invaders. pays homage to a lot of the old classic games. And you don't really see that nowadays. And I, I like it a lot. I didn't think I would like it as much as I like it. Even, even like, I... There's full transparency. I bought the um, PS4 version, the physical copy. Mm-hmm. But I bought it just to have it, like, decoration house. I thought this, this is a cool thing to have as a a gaming keepsake. 
And so yeah. me playing the game, I'm like, this is really fun. Even after I beat it, I can see myself going back and playing. I wish, I don't know if it, I didn't check. I'm going to check later to see if it has couch co-op. This seems like it would be a, a, be a cool game to play with my son. I don't think it does, but you could just pass the controller back and forth. Cause I, yeah, that's true. I think I would love to have it where it had couch co-op and one of us can play greetings and the other one can play salutations. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a cool element to add to it. Very cool. So yeah. that is Twin Breaker. Well, hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh. What, uh, what score would you give it, Delvin? Uh, eight out of ten. Yeah, that's that's what I would give it as well. Um, Great game. Very very good game. Um, excited to try and actually finish it because, man, does it get hard? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it gets hard, but but fun. It ra- it's still if, fun even though it's hard. And it ramps up in a way where even when it gets hard, it ramps up to your ability, so it doesn't feel like it's too challenging. It's not Dark Souls hard. It's not gonna make you frustrated when I throw the control off. It feels like it's a game that. It's very forgiving in terms of, okay, you can't get this part, but you can still continue. You can probably just barely ink through a level if you really try. Very nice. Very nice. So that's Twin Breaker, a sacred symbols adventure that'll be out this week. As you're listening to this, it came out yesterday. So pick it up. It's a fun game. Um, a little bit of a throwback. And uh, yeah, just check it out. We, we loved it here, clearly. Um, I'll be picking that up pretty soon so I can get into it as well because it is one that I have been looking forward to. So if you don't have a whole lot of skills, that's a game that you could play and progress in your skill level mm-hmm. as and you it, progress through the levels. It's inexpensive too, except in Delvin's case, but that's understandable. Um, Delvin bought the live in Canada. No, no, no. It's the same price here in Canada. <laughs> don't ask me how that's possible. It's one of the only <laughs> games where it is. Um, but yeah, it's actually like 10 bucks. Um, yeah. is retail price unless you're buying the physical copy, which I don't even know if you can still do. Um, no, you can't. Yeah, I think once the pre-order period for physical copies ends, you won't be able to buy a physical copy. But um, yeah, and that has a bigger cost to it. But that's a that's a different story. So, so check that one out. All right, our last question comes from Takeda over on Twitter. He said. I grew up lo- loving Sukiyoden and Wild Arms on PS1. Do any of you have any favorites from the PS1 era besides the Final Fantasy series? I'm going to guess your answer for that would be no, Haley. I don't even know if you played PS1. Uh, at friends' houses, I never had one personally. And I wouldn't say that I have a favorite series from PS1 because, again, PS1 came out and I was like five. So, well, no, PS2 came out and I was five. So just imagine when the PS1 came out. Yeah. Um huh. the only game I really played on it was Tomb Raider. Mm. So Okay. What about you, Devin? Oh um, that's more like our era, so <laughs> I loved Wild Arms. I thought it was fun, great. I like Star Ocean too, if I remember correctly. So those were two I played mm. a lot of. Yeah, my favorites from the PS1 era are actually something that probably has never bought nobody's really heard of. It's a game called Loaded and then a game called Reloaded. <laughs> They were kind of like gauntlet type games, uh, like the Matrix. No, not like the Matrix. <laughs> it was just loaded and reloaded. But yeah, I get what you're saying. But it was uh, there were gauntlet type games um, where you were basically running through levels top down. Those were really cool. And then of course the the Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater series was another one 
that I was a fan of. That first one, we pretty much played that game to the disc broke. Um, but those were my favorites besides the Final Fantasy series in the PS1 era. All right, so that'll do it for our questions. Keep the questions coming and we'll keep the answers flowing. Now it's time for some news from this week. All right, so I'm sure you guys have already heard about this story. Um, This has been kind of just out there in the ether. Nothing has been confirmed yet, but there's a lot of rumors about Sony looking to buy Metal Gear Solid and the Silent Hill licenses from Konami. Yeah, I'm so excited to rain on this parade. Well, then go ahead and rain rain all over it. Uh, Schreier pretty much confirmed this is not happening, so... I don't care if Schreier did. I don't care about what Schreier has to say. He can he can say it's not happening all he wants, but I'm still going to have some belief that this may be a possibility because it would be awesome. I uh, I I also I also hate to rain on your parade. Sony doesn't have the cash to do this. Like they they don't. We don't know nothing. It's all we, conjecture at this point. We do though. Sony does not have the cash to do this. Sony may have some have a war chest somewhere. You never know. They may have something to stash away for a rainy day for something like this. Uh, Sony brought in a lot of money with the PS4. Who knows? Okay, but but the the PlayStation department is literally the only department in Sony that makes money. Sony doesn't right, have the so, cash for this. But let, let, let's talk about the fun that this could be instead of just completely poo-pooing it, all right? I mean, I don't care about any of these games, so that's don't. why it's of fun to, to poo-poo this. Um, I mean, real talk, though, Castlevania's fun. So. I will say this. I didn't believe that Sony was straight out buying them. I do think there's a possibility that Konami may license them out to Sony to make games. They yeah. could, yes. But again, unlikely. I don't know. Konami's weird as of lately. Konami. Very. Konami makes Pachinko machines. Moving on. Yes. They, exactly. That's our point. Exactly. But they have these licenses that could still bring them money, so it would make either sense to sell them. Or to license them out to Sony to actually make the games. The I mean, actually the, cares about. the thing is, is that like Konami doesn't care anymore. Clearly, which would make even more well, sense for them to either license them out or sell them. Well, they care somewhat because Castlevania is a series now. So, and I'm quite sure that's making them money. Just the fact that they let that become a thing is weird within itself. Yep. So I think it's a possibility. I don't think I don't like I said I don't think Sony's going to straight out buy them. But I can see them licensing these games out to be made, or I can even see Konami actually reaching out to Blue Point, like, "Hey, we make Metal Gear mm-hmm. Solid." Yeah, the Blue Point thing is probably more likely than Sony being licensed these games. I'm sorry, guys, just not gonna happen. And I say this as someone who wants like a uh, wants a remake of like Infamous One and Two, or like a remaster, and I know that's not gonna happen either because clearly Sony doesn't like money. So, I do think Silent Hills is being worked on. Yeah, There's absolutely. That that's probably happening, but I don't doubt it's by Sony. Maybe I don't know. We shall see. Either way, that is the rumor in the rumor mill that Sony may be trying to buy these price these licenses or do something with them, and uh, that would be awesome because that Silent Hill game, Silent Hills, could have been awesome, and it would be really cool to actually see something from that come to actual fruition and also with castlevania and their netflix series and just 
the hype around that building up to something new from Castlevania would be awesome. Um, Metal Gear, that'll be interesting to see where they go with that because that is all up, you know, Kojima's alley with craziness. So we'll see. Uh, I will continue to follow the rumors and see if they actually turn into anything because I do like the Metal Gear franchise and I would love to see something come of this despite Haley's hate. <laughs> it's not hate, it's just facts. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, this is all rumor. There are no facts yet. It's all just rumors. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, my story's a little going the opposite direction. Um, it's not even really that big of one, honestly. It's just uh, as we're in the coronavirus pandemic, as officially labeled by the World Health Organization, um, <laughs> Fallout 76 has uh, experienced a surge in toilet paper prices. Because I guess since we can't buy it in real life because people are panic buying toilet paper to the point where you put a skid of toilet paper out on the floor and it's gone in 15 minutes, um, you're going to buy toilet paper and Fallout 76, I guess. Um, I don't understand why. Just like I'd just like to make a plea with people. I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably one of the people smart enough not to be panic buying toilet paper. Please don't. Please don't do that. Just you, you don't need six months worth of toilet paper for your home. Um, I'm sorry. You don't you don't need that at one time. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and also you don't need it in a fictional video game either. So like, why? Life imitates art, I guess. Art imitates life. I mean, a, a more accurate <laughs> thing could be sunset overdrive one of the collectibles was toilet paper strewn around light posts so oh. yeah. <laughs> it's just this is funny and hilarious that they're doing this and i'm the, the most shocking part about this is that people are still playing fallout 76 <laughs> hey man i mean wastelanders comes out in two weeks so what do you expect yeah I, I'm, ha- I'm super happy people are playing it i'm super happy that people are going this far into taking it seriously in terms of like, hey, toilet paper is yeah. now 40 bucks because there's actually really pe- a problem with toilet paper in our society today. It's oh, cool. No, hold on here. I'm pretty sure the article says that like the highest they've seen it for is like over 100 caps. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> 20,000 caps. Somebody yeah, sold one yeah, for 20,000 yeah, caps. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. I like when games do that. Uh, and for reference, earning caps in Fallout 76 is hard. You, it takes a while to earn them. So the fact that someone bought a roll of toilet paper for 20,000 caps is insanity. That's awesome. <laughs> I like that they're role-playing that way. It's really cool. Shout yeah, out to those people. really enjoy that 76 game, so... That's cool that people are finding all kind of shenanigans and this just keeps taking a life of its own. It's, it's pretty awesome to see. Speaking of ending life, <laughs> Game, <laughs> GameStop is one of the way of committing suicide in terms of how their business practices have been of lately. Starting March 22nd. Oh, you go ahead, Haley. Oh, I was just going to say, like, to go along with this, I love that Pennsylvania revoked their business license for the way they acted on Friday where they were like yeah we're not closing because we're an essential service Pennsylvania was like yeah I don't think so your business license is ours now goodbye (laughs) yeah 
Let's get into that. So GameStop thought it'd be a good idea to put out a, what was it? It was an email to all their workers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, press release, essentially. Saying that they consider themselves essential business because they're selling hardware and tech like keyboards and webcams. Mm-hmm. And this uh, also let l- let me point out I've never seen the ones around here sell keyboards and webcams. So what? I, yeah. I have I've seen plenty of game sites with that stuff, but I digress. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and and when they said this, I'm quite sure everybody knows how the internet works. They got a lot of flack and outcry for it, especially in these times where hospitals and stuff are going through what they're going through. Grocery stores mm-hmm. are going through what they're going through. GameStop had the lack of self-awareness to put out a statement saying this. And now, starting March 22nd, all GameStop stores located in the United States will temporarily, temporarily stop customers' access to storefronts, processing only digital orders. And so, curbside pickup. Yeah. Yep. And, and I think this is kind of the death spiral for GameStop. Essentially, oh, they've because they've already been in the death spiral, but even more so now because when they put up that statement, they knew what they were saying. They knew for a fact that shutting down all GameStops across America was going to murder their business. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's funny because Best Buy is doing the same thing. They're going to digital only and curbside pickups at stores, so. But I actually can see Best Buy being essential because they actually have keyboards and mice and webcams. GameStop, this just seemed like a very arrogant move on their part. Yes. Um, just to try to, you know, keep selling stuff. And it's just like, you know what? Your employees are upset that you're doing it. You know it was a bad move, but yet you made it anyway. So I can I can definitely see this being like the nail in the coffin for them to where people are just going to be more outraged that they would even try something like this and just stop giving them their business. Except for people like Chaffee, you know, who have way too much money in, in GameStop credits. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> if GameStop, they could have handled this in a way that would have been a lot more smarter for them that they could actually probably stayed open. But no, because they... No, they, I, they I think it's possible. I think it's possible. They, they probably wouldn't have been able to stay open the way they want to stay open because there's a lot of stores around here that are still, but they just cut their, I don't consider none of these stores essential stores. They just cut mm-hmm. their hours dramatically. Like instead of being open from 9 to 10 o'clock at night, they're open from like 8 to 1 p.m. or 8 to 2 or stuff like that. And yeah. I, I feel like GameStop could have probably got away with that without too much flack. But their arrogance and their bravado in terms of that statement yeah. made, made it like, no, you can't not be open at all now. Yeah, if they would have just been like, we're going to go ahead and cut our hours or go to online and curbside only just so we can make sure that people have entertainment for while they're at home. If there's games you want to pick up, something like that, if they would have made a much different statement about being able to keep keep entertainment around, being able to be like, you can come pick up these games. We're not letting anybody in the stores. We're doing curbside. We're doing digital. We want to stay open as a place where you can pick up things to aid you through this time instead of the arrogance of, no, we're an essential business. We need to stay open because we sell webcams. Nah, nobody's I, uh, going to GameStop for webcams. They're going for games. So speak to that. And that I, could have been a much better way of handling the situation. 
I loved their little note to like law enforcement that their employees were supposed to hand every time. Like, right. yeah, we uh we get that you don't agree with this, but please call our corporate office and we will explain why we are an essential business. And their employees were like, I'm not handing that to law enforcement. Like, what? No, yeah. just close the store. Yeah. Like, yeah. just come on, guys. Like. You you did it for so long, you no longer have a business license to operate in Pennsylvania. Like, how do you mess up that bad that an entire state's like, yeah, no, we're just revoking your business license? Yeah, they definitely screwed the pooch on that, and they could have handled it much, much better than what they yeah. did, so. We will see what comes of GameStop. Uh, probably nothing. Um, I think it's fair for everyone to say goodbye to GameStop. Um... I feel like they'll be around till after the new consoles launch and then just quietly uh, go into that sweet night. Truthfully speaking, they might not even make it then. Yeah. They might not make it to the new consoles. Well, that depends. Are they going to get, like, as we know, um, I don't know if you were going to bring this up as part of our, like, discussion of the week, but uh, Microsoft has said there are currently no reasons to delay the Series X. Um, now, obviously, we don't know about our side of the thing. PlayStation but... said the same thing. They released a statement saying that it's on track to release holiday 2020. Alrighty. But uh, even then, is GameStop going to be around? We'll see if Reggie fees and can write the ship somehow. Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. No. Reggie, Re- Reggie why, did you, why did you join the sinking ship? To I don't know if you guys paid. have seen it. That they have a lot of different like type of stores. Yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen, so. I've seen a, a bunch of that stuff. Like, there's one around here that like tried to do that as well. Because obviously, like, we don't have GameStop over here. It's EB Games, but like, they're kind of not doing well either. Um, yeah, and we'll see. We'll see so. what happens. I mean, there's people who swear by GameStop and have tons of GameStop credit, and will continue to use that. So we'll see. Um, they might make it. They may not. We will see what happens, especially with, you know, the launch of these new consoles. I mean, there's probably people who have credit to buy consoles at GameStop. So we'll see what ends up happening with that. It's going to be interesting to watch, especially over the coming months to see what they do with themselves. All right. So that about does it for our regular news. So our discussion of the week. PlayStation. Oh, boy. Yeah. They, uh, they had a deep dive. Yeah, it was deep, all right. I uh, didn't realize I was going to going to tech class. So, in 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 Sony's defense, I will say this: the tweet said it is going to be a yeah, deep, deep dive, dive into the yeah. architecture of the PS5. Yes, that was what they said. They said, "Join us for that." They didn't actually hype it up in any other way. Other than, hey, we're going to mm-hmm. go ahead and stream this deep dive with Mark Cerny into the architect architecture of the PS5. Yeah, I do think that we are so starved for PS5 news that we kind of hyped it up on our own. I didn't. Um, just the mass media, just the internet in general. Yeah. Everybody had all of these, like, these, these just ex- expectations that really had nothing to do with what Sony said they were putting out. They said this was going to be a deep dive of the architecture. That was it. Not a reveal, nothing else. But again, we are so starved for anything PlayStation. We were expecting this to be, or the internet in general, I'll say, was expecting it to be this big reveal. Now, Sony should have done something to further explain that this was the GDC talk. If they would have just said, hey, 
we are going to go ahead and have the GDC talk that Mark Cerny was going to have about the architecture of the PS5. Like they could have worded this so much better to avoid just the backlash that they got because this is not what anybody really wanted to see outside of developers and people who are very, very into tech. And the backlash and the surrounding discourse of it, I mean, from two minutes in, was just like, it was bad. Like, if you were watching it and you saw any of the YouTube comments, it was just like, oh, no. this. Uh, man, I mean, I mean, I was watching the kind of funny, like, live react to it. And when you see Greg Miller, like, arguably the PlayStation guy on the internet, aside from Colin Moriarty, or, uh, Colin Moriarty they're both pretty, like, up there, right? Uh, when you see Greg physically looking like he's about to fall asleep watching this um it's bad um now obviously as we as we've mentioned this this was meant to be their gdc uh panel um but of course gdc got canceled due to corona um good old corona um <laughs> I, it, corona. it uh it was good like Glad we've got that. Um, I will say I am not excited about the size of that SSD though. Oh boy. Unless games See, get smaller, you're only getting you're only getting like two or three on there. Personally, this talk was for me. I, I yeah, Oh yeah. I, yeah. I knew Greg wasn't gonna like it. Like Greg doesn't like tech talk. You start talking about anything technical and Greg is like, uh so that's why I just watched it without the without the comments on. Mm-hmm. The hard drive size isn't even a worry for me at all, to be perfectly honest. Because even Cerny talked about it, like the duplication that you see in games, like you have to put so many things multiple times on mechanical disc because the read and write speeds are so slow. When you eliminate that, that write, that read speed, you're able to put the thing on the disc once instead of multiple things, multiple times, which has in essence the ability to make game sizes much smaller. We will see if that actually transpires, but I'm really not too worried about the size of the hard drive. I think if they both, because you think about it this way, both the 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 Xbox Series X and the the PS5 are launching with basically the same size hard drives they have in their systems now. Yeah. So it's not really yep. going to be that much different. So the amount of games you can put on a game now, put on there now, I'm imagining you'll be able to wow. put the same, if not maybe more. Because we're still not talking about 8K assets. We're talking about 4K assets and higher fidelity audio that we're already putting on the games now. Except we won't have any of the duplication. Because, see, like, here's the thing, right? Like, yeah, the standard hard drive size isn't really changing. Um, I've got 4 terabytes of external space, which you can still use, but only Mm -hmm. for your PS4 games um, and stuff like that. And, man, I am not excited about having to buy an external uh, ssd to put in the system but you know whatever i'll do it how, how much did you pay for your 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 external drive 150 bucks and it's four terabytes i'm guessing it i'm sure it probably won't be the same size but over time the size yeah. of the, the the price of those drives will go down like yeah if you would have just to buy a not excited to... system at launch if you would have bought four terabytes of hard drive space at the launch of the ps4 it would be equivalent to whatever it's going to cost to get that when the PS5. Well, I mean, to be fair, I bought my external hard drive at like Black Friday, so it was on sale. It was mm-hmm. still 300 bucks when I bought it. I've had it since like the second year I've had my PlayStation 4, so yeah. Um, yeah st- storage price, they, they, they eventually will go down, and I, uh, year three, 
when you really need it, you should be fine. Uh, I'll need it like day one. Uh, I don't sorry. think you'll need it day one because again, you have, I don't think you're going to get that many games on it on day one. Like most of the games that you're probably going to get are going to be able to be on, on an external because there'll probably be PS4 games that are also made for PS5 where it's just a patch. And I'm assuming with most of those games, you'll be able to just play off your external because it's a PS4 game. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I do like that on the PlayStation blog, they had to come out and say that like the majority of the 4,000 plus PlayStation games will work on play on PlayStation five. We were just doing extra testing for their boosting, and then, like, Blessing from Kind of Funny was like, this messaging is so confusing, like, they need to come out and clarify this. See, that's what's funny. I didn't need clarification, but again, like, I read into yeah. this stuff probably a little bit more. Yeah. Like, I, he said in, in the talk, like, the PS5 is backwards compatible with the PS4. Yes. Like, he stated that, and he said, we're testing the top 100 for the boost mode. Yes. But... The internet, and if you're like again, this is why they should have they should have said that this is the GDC talk to already weed out the people who aren't going to be looking for this technical stuff because we take we pick out so many little things like we pick out a hundred and now we're thinking only a hundred things are going to be backwards compatible. That's we don't, not what he meant at all. Exactly. So it was just a bad look on Sony's part in the fact that they still can't figure out how to get messaging out. Like yeah. they, they really need to work on putting out their messaging in a way that, you know, the public takes it in and understands a little bit more. Microsoft is killing it right now with putting out their messaging. Sony is being silent. And then when they do put out stuff, it's just like, what the heck is this? It's almost I, I, like they don't know how to listen to their audience and actually cater to them in any way, shape or form. What are your thoughts on the fact that they're not doing propri- proprietary um, storage expansion like Microsoft is? I think it's it's probably going to be a little bit more consumer friendly. Um, once the actual hard drive specs are out there and you can get multiple manufacturers, you can actually have just a wider array of you being able to pick from them. Um, so hopefully that also drives a little bit more, um, a, a little bit better price because you're going to be having lots of different companies trying to get into that and trying to sell you a drive. So we'll get some some hopefully better prices. Whereas with the Xbox one, since it's a uh, proprietary and apparently it's just made by Seagate, you're only going to have one option. Typically when you have multiple options, you're going to have some competition and you'll be able to get better prices. But you know, time will tell because he even, they even stated like when you like day one, you're probably not going to be able to get an external for this. Like this tech is so far advanced of what's out there right now that there's probably not going to be anything available. Mm. Uh, I'm curious to know what Delvin's thoughts are since he's been eerily silent throughout this whole conversation. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. I knew doggone well that was going to be a boring, <laughs> boring presentation. They told us from the jump. Once they said, I don't know why people are getting in such an uproar. And this goes back to what I was saying in a previous podcast that how people, Sony needs to get make that message super clear and simple for people to mm-hmm. understand. Because... If if you go by aesthetics, what people see, the common man at least, not us, uh, not us tech people, tech people, because I'm not a tech person at all. People, the common man sees Microsoft has shown us a box. They have told us, hey, when this comes out, you're getting Halo with it. Sony has told us this is how it's gonna run. This is what it's gonna look like. So dumb people like me want to know, hey, what are we gonna get to play with this new system? We haven't really gotten that yet. We haven't gotten anything. 
Anything. We just gotten specs. We don't know what it looks like. The only thing we even know is coming holiday 2020 for the PS5 is Godfall. And yes. that's like, that's it. That's all we know that's coming. And that's just like a 10 second like video. We really don't know what the yeah. gameplay is. We don't know what the loop is. Is it an RPG? Is it basically just God of War 2.0? Like, we yeah. don't know what that is. Like, we've really gotten nothing from them except for a funky logo that is really just a PS3 logo upside down. Um, <laughs> Yes. We got we've got specs, which to be perfectly honest, people don't really understand the specs. And all they see is that it has less teraflops than Microsoft. Which teraflops aren't the end all be all. It's so. not. It's really funny. You can look at it like this. This is American muscle in in yep. the in Microsoft is literally just brute power. And then you have like Japanese ingenuity, where this is a way more adaptable system. Um, it's way more like finesse based. So yeah. it's really funny. You can just see that off bat. It's, it's, it's like taking a, an Acura NSX versus a Dodge Charger. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you, you could have, you, I mean, you did, but you could have just gone with the straight fast and furious reference. So I will say this, Pretty much. Yeah. I will say this. The only thing that interests me about what they were saying was the cooling system. I thought that was cool. The fact that, oh, this is going to keep. The system itself cool because if anybody has a PS4 or any of these PlayStation systems, they know these systems run really hot. Yeah. I mean, really hot. So if they figure out a way to make the cooling system where it doesn't run nowhere near as hot as it's been running the previous consoles. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I just want to point out in case any of us drop here, Skype is teetering on the edge of just crumbling. <laughs> Because everybody is just stuttering, and it's like, what is happening? Oh, only person I hear stuttering is you, but that's why we use local recordings. Yes. <laughs> Either way, um, they just kind of dropped the ball with this. They, they could have had much better messaging around it. There are some cool things that we got from the talk. The 3D audio, the Tempest system, which they're doing. I'm an audio person. I love having a really good headset. I love having really good sound. It leads to better immersion in the games. And what they're doing around the audio is really, really exciting for people who really care about the audio. Um, the, the, the speed of the hard drive is also going to be really good for um, the developers. They're saying like right off the bat, a lot of what happens at the end of the development is how to optimize the actual hard drive itself and how assets load. With this, with this SSD and the speed of it, they may be able to forego a lot of that on the back end trying to optimize the actual read reading from the hard drive. So that's also exciting. And just they're saying that it may, a lot of developers have said like it can change the game on how we actually develop games. So it'll be interesting to see how games, if games actually change, because a lot of times when you make games, you find like the best system and you make it for that one and then you port it to the others. But the PS5 and the Series X operate so differently that are you going to be able to make make the game and then just port it to the other system? Or are you going to have to really spend more time developing for each individual console to take advantage of each individual console's strengths? So that's going to be interesting to see. Probably not like day one, but in the long run of the systems. Now I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that we're going to have a situation that we had, like we had with PS3 and Xbox 360 where some games just wouldn't run good on PS3 because of the way it was designed? 
I mean, it's very possible to where you end up having that. Like that, that was something I forgot who I was listening to, but they were talking about that where we may have a PS3 situation where it's more complicated to develop for that system. So it ends up getting the shaft because you know what? We can just make it for Xbox. We can make it great. But then trying to figure a way to take advantage of what the PS3 does, we don't have really the time or the development assets to put towards that. So it's possible that we run into a PS3-like situation again where games run like crap on the PS5 or they run way better on Xbox. It really just depends on the developer on on which way they lean. It's going to end up depending on like which system is easier to develop for and which, which system is easy to take advantage of at this point. We don't know. So we'll see, but either way, it's exciting. I think both of the systems offer a lot. Um, and it's going to be really interesting. And the best part is that it's on x86 architecture. So developers uh, don't have to have so much of a lead time going into the dev cycle because it's not like developing for a whole brand new architecture. We're still on x86. We just have better assets now. So we should be able to have less, less lead up time for development, like less learning of how to do everything. You get, you'll have more time to be able to optimize and take use of, of the different innovations and assets of each individual system. So we'll see. I mean, we all know that, you know, the first party games for each system are going to be incredible. It's going to be up to what the third parties do and see how they take advantage of each mm-hmm. system. Yeah. So, yeah, Sony, fix your messaging. That, that's my biggest takeaway from this is fix your messaging. You got to let people know that, this, that when you actually are putting out something, what it really is, who it's for, so that you don't get this backlash. Like it's, it's, it's not rocket science. You guys should know this by now. And it's just saddening that they put this out and weren't able to, you know, really specify, Hey, this is the GDC conference talk. This is not the reveal. We're not going to be going over all of this information. This is really just the architecture. Plain and simple. So yeah. Any other, any other closing thoughts? No, not really. I mean. It it was a good it was a good thing to see all of this, but again, like they should have just clarified, hey, this is GDC. It's you know we we didn't know if this was gonna be streamed. GDC got canceled. We're putting it out there. Um, I do have a question, which is kind of like, when do we think they're gonna reveal more info about like what at, or like what the cool features for the system actually are? Um, like when do you think we'll see that now? I have still, no idea. You still thinking May or? I'm thinking maybe hopefully around E3 time that they'll do something like that, but it's it's hard to say. Yeah. They haven't said see, anything. Because see, here's the thing too, right? Like, obviously, like, Corona puts a dent in that, but nobody can even pre-order these systems yet. Like, they're not in GameStop or Best Buy or Walmart systems yet because there's no, like, dates. Like, there was yeah. the leak earlier this week that, like, they had to come out and walk back and be like, oh, yeah, they... The, the Series X will launch on Thanksgiving, and then, the, like, an hour later, Microsoft was like, no, 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 we said holiday, like, that was not meant to be there. Now, granted, that's probably when they will launch, is, like, around that time, but, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have a confirmed date yet, so. Yeah, the, the real question is, is Sony holding back everything because they know they can beat Microsoft? It's like, we don't even need to rush to push this stuff out because we, we know we may have the upper hand. Where Xbox is because they're they're coming off such a bad launch with the 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 Xbox One 
that they're trying to get ahead of everything and put everything out there like ahead of time, where Sony's like, we already know what we've got and we know that we are the market leader, so we're not at a rush to put things out. Where, I mean, that's arrogant Sony. That's, that's PS3 era arrogant Sony where you yeah. just stop talking to your customers. And I feel like they need to walk that back and just talk to your customers. Like, it's so, it's not hard to read the tea leaves and be like, people are starving for PS5 info. Like, put stuff out there, have better, better talking. And I mean, that goes back to even the PS4 era, like when they were so silent for so long about what's going on. Like, Sony, get out there. Start talking to your consumers like people want to know and you guys being silent because you don't have a whole lot to say or you don't want to put too much out there is actually doing you guys more of a disservice than if you guys were to just come out and say, hey, we don't have a lot. Here's something, you know. I agree. They need to stop being douches and be, and be more sincere and come open handed like they did when the PS4 announced. Yeah. So we'll see if we get anything before June, but by around E3 time, if we get something, um, who knows? Who knows? But on that note, we got some stuff coming to the PlayStation Store. <laughs> yeah, we- <laughs> it's uh, mostly, uh, I'm not even going to say it, it's just bad. <laughs> it's, a, it's a couple of things in there that's interesting. It is. I mean, it's a lot of filler stuff because you got to think we are on the eve of Final Fantasy VII. Do you really want to put anything out there? Like, uh, I know you ex- don't want to play excuse that. Excuse me. We're on the... I, mean, I understand. Did you just call me Nicole? I did. I said, Nicole, I'm looking at your name. It says Haley Nicole Miller. And I just said Nicole, the middle one, because I'm, I'm dumb. <laughs> Either that way. works. I mean, I mean, it is my name. It's just my middle name, and I'm not used to being called Nicole. So... Yeah. Eh. My bad. <laughs> So I know that you're <laughs> waiting for Resident Evil Three. I am. You know. That is uh, next, next, next Friday. Yeah. I'm so a- you've got that. You've got Final Fantasy Seven. So it's like, do they really? Do you really want to launch anything kind of in between those? I meant to ask too. When did Nemesis become Batman? Not Batman. Spider Man. <laughs> I mean, he's always been Spider Man. Just the engine in the original Resident Evil Three couldn't handle that animation, so he just dropped in instead of like swinging. <laughs> He's web swinging all over the place now. Yep, he is, because the engine can handle it now. It's great. I want to know how his interactions with the Hunters is going to be, though, because, man, uh, slight spoilers for 1998, because there's a chance this isn't going to happen in the main game anyways, because as they've said, they've changed the way that Resident Evil 3, like, the story goes. Um, In the remake, like, they've made drastic changes and stuff like that. Uh, in the original, there's a scene where, like, Nemesis is coming after you, and, like, a hunter is in your path, and he just whips the hunter behind you, like, just to get closer to you. I hope that they make it so Nemesis kills any and everything on screen, because it makes more sense to me, whether it's friend or foe, like, if a hunter's there, he murders the hunters because they're in his oh, way. he doesn't. He doesn't murder anything. He'll just push them out of his way. Like, he's not there to be your friend. He's there to kill you and just you. His only goal is to track down Star's member. He has yeah, no other but, programming besides that. But I would like the fact, I would like it if him pushing hunters out the way can kill him just because they're in his way. Like, no, you can't kill Jill. I want to kill Jill. Get out of my way. That would be cool. I'm not going to play it or see that, but that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited but, for know, it. 
Yeah. I think a lot of people are, and I think that's kind of why we have shenanigans like Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution coming to the PlayStation Store I mean, this week. Legacy of the Duelist itself was great. Is this like another like game, or is it just DLC for the original Legacy of the Duelist? Because Legacy of the Duelist contained like the original Yu-Gi-Oh!, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, and then the one after that, and then... I think it's a compilation of everything. Okay. Um, because there's like 10,000 cards in this game, apparently. Um, the game is great. It's an easy platinum, and like it's fun to play if you've ever been interested in Yu-Gi-Oh! Just uh, some of the cards that are in there now, because they've got like the one where like you play Yu-Gi-Oh! in a motorcycle on a racetrack, so that's a thing. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, you know, a notable is we've got Sacred Symbols Adventure, Twin Breaker, oh, yeah. you know. Twin Breakers, uh, yeah. Vampire the Masquerade, Coteries of New York. I hope I pronounced that right, because I've never heard that word ever. Um, <laughs> uh, Vampire the Masquerade, Coteries of New York, is a narrative experience set in the rich universe of Vampire the Masquerade, 5th edition. It presents the struggle for power between two vampire factions, the Camarilla and the Anarchs. Bathed in the night lights of the Big Apple. I don't know. I love vampires, so maybe I'll pick that up if I end up getting money. But, you know, probably not. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I think the Vampire the Masquerade series has a little bit of a cult following. So that it may does. be and an also, underground like, hit. I mean, Bloodlines 2 is uh, supposed to come out at some point this year, but who knows now. Um, it was supposed to come out in March, got pushed back, and now we just don't have a date for it. So. Yeah, and then for all the weebs out there, we've got the One Piece Pirate Warriors 4. Mm, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Delvin's been doing a little <laughs> bit of weeb this week, too. I saw him playing like One Piece at one point. Was I playing One Piece? No, yes. I, was playing, uh, one, I was playing One Punch Man. Oh, yeah. same thing. Get that weeb nonsense out of here. Oh, the One Punch Man fan fans are going to kill you for that. <laughs> the One Punch Man fans are going to come after you for that. <laughs> I mean, all right, sure. I I mean, that's been my ongoing bit, is like, play what you want to play, but get that weeb nonsense out of here. I'm surprised that you guys skipped over the Star Wars game come out this week. I uh, was just getting I ready mean, to say it's, that. It's, 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 that's a pretty, game. It's it's a a pretty popular Star Wars game. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. It's a pretty popular yeah. one. Yep. Star Wars, Jedi Knight, Academy. I, it's, yep. I think it's been on, it was on PC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a long time, and this is like his first time on a PlayStation console, if I'm correct? Right. Nope. Yep. Yep, it's definitely one of those classic games. Um, it's cool that it's coming to the PS4. You know, it's it's something that we haven't seen in a while. It's a multiplayer classic. It'll be here with more modern controls or whatnot. We'll see if it takes off, if there's, if there's even any marketing push for it. You know, I haven't seen anything about this until I saw the drop today. So it's like, yeah, there's usually not for games like this. Like, this is a way older game. EA is probably not going to say anything about it. Um, they're just going to drop it. Go, hey, it's enjoy. Yeah, pretty much. And for you movie fans like me, Birds of Prey come out this week, which oh, is gonna be it cool. Does. Uh, so like are you able to like buy it or is it just rent it? Because like if you can buy no, it, I will You can buy it, because it was originally supposed to come out around this time. It was about a little mm-hmm. later, but it's they just dropped it like a couple weeks earlier, digital. Yep. Mm. And also, Bloodshot, which I'm excited, comes out. And if I'm correct, you can buy that as well. Oh, sweet. 
So I don't have to do the twenty dollar rental thing with Bloodshot. I'm gonna actually buy it. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 selfishly, I hope this becomes a thing that stays around where movies come actually straight to home, like a lot faster, like maybe like a week after they go to the theaters. That would be fantastic because I don't want to have to go to the theater if I don't have to. If I can watch these movies at home and pay 20 bucks and my whole family can watch it instead of the $400,000 it costs to take a family of four to the movies, I would I agree. be very yeah. happy. <laughs> I agree. I would be fine if they were like, hey, a month later, you can just buy this movie. Just wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I feel like the landscape is kind of heading that way now. And I feel like the, the whole, hey, like, please stay home. Don't go anywhere. is kind of just exasperated it into the thing. I mean, like, look at Disney. They just, like, released Onward. Like, y- you can, can you buy it or is it just rent at the moment? You can buy it. I watched it last yeah. night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can, you buy, can buy Onward now, or it'll be on Disney Plus on April third. So like, yes, like this is kind of just like push the inevitable because like this was gonna happen. We just we thought it would take maybe ten years, but clearly like studios are ready to do this right now. So like, the real question is whether it stays this way after this pandemic is over, or if everything just goes back to like business as it used to be. Well, let's, let's be brutally honest. Movies make all their money in the first month. Mm-hmm. So I don't see the yeah. point of even not releasing it digital after that month. I don't see what's the holdup. Like, yeah. you have a big Marvel movie, and let it, stay, let it cook for a month and make all this money, then just release it digital for everybody to just buy it. Yep. It's really going to depend on how much money these movies are making right now. Depending on what they make off these little home sales, that's going to be what probably what determines whether or not they make this a a long-running thing or if they go mm-hmm. back to the traditional theater for however long and then six months down the road. Oh, you get well, the I mean, let me put it to you this way. I'm buying Bloodshot as soon as I can afford to because I, even though I, it's reviewed not well, um, I'm, I'm excited for it. So, Likewise. And I like yeah, Vin Diesel movies. Same here. I don't care about yeah. critic review scores. I don't care about Rodney I mean, Mando scores at all. I who mean, cares? clearly, because you, you enjoyed Suicide Squad, so... Oh, I did, boy. I did not say I enjoyed Suicide Squad. I said I watched Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, if I can quote, cents. and I can, because I can pull the Discord up right now, you said the only DC film I enjoyed was Suicide Squad. Also, the only one I saw. <laughs> just just bad bad yeah i'm I, i'm not a fan of the dc at all uh-huh. also like uh, yeah we're not gonna get into that though because we'll be here for three hours um the invisible man is also a thing that's on home premiere for video people as well i heard um, it's good by the way i have heard it's good um for those who use Tumblr, and it's probably just me because I'm that girl, uh, there are now spoilers for this movie all over Tumblr. So that's fun. Um, I, I didn't know Tumblr was still a thing. It <laughs> is. Uh, it's just like a blog site, but it's mostly like animated images and stuff like that. So it's mostly just GIFs and stuff, like people that are like editing specific scenes, changing the lighting, stuff like that. It's it's. So it's when I'm Instagram? not. No, it's like, <laughs> hey, that one scene you liked from Suicide Squad where Harley Quinn gets dressed in front of a hundred people or whatnot. I, I'm just using that as an example because it's something we're talking about. Um, that's that scene, in the movie, like that, <laughs> Delvin. <laughs> um, 
Am I wrong? He ain't lying. Uh, you know what? You're not wrong. Um, that movie is not good. Um, much to my mother's chagrin, she loves that movie. I don't know how. Um, but uh, that scene, uh, someone's like brightened up the shot, made like the colors a little different, and like it's the whole scene, but like broken up into like eight or nine images, like so. Huh. Okay then. Interesting. Yeah. Well, before we get too far on into the weeds, uh, that's gonna do it for episode twenty. What four? Twenty-five. I believe this is twenty-five. Yes, that is correct. Episode twenty-five of the PlayStation Experience. So, uh, yeah, feel free to follow us over on Twitter at PlayStation XP. Stop by our PSVG Discord and just join in in the conversations we have there. We've got a room for everything. Um, and with that. What are you guys playing? What are you guys working on? Haley. Uh, so apologies for the lack of team streams, but as I said, I had to uh, remove someone from my apartments. That kind of took over. And also, technically, I was supposed to be at work all week, so I wasn't really allowed to be like, hey, I'm home from work, so let's stream, because work would have called me and immediately been like, uh, hey, yeah, you uh, you want to come back in since you're feeling fine enough to do that? Um. <laughs> But other than that, uh, this week I will get back to something. I might uh, replay through Second Son on the PSVG channel because I can probably beat that game in about three hours. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Shepard Zarel. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Haley Zarel. And you may add me on your gaming platform of choice uh, at Haley Zarel. Uh, you should probably include a message of where you're adding me from though just just for safe bets because there's a lot of times i'll be playing a game and then get a friend request and it's like hey this person has no games in common with you no trophies and uh they have no reason to have added you forever and it's like they've got no friends in common with you 37 different communities um just just no just no reason to add you, right? So, like, I don't know if that's, like, it's probably not our listeners, because I'm assuming if they're listening to a dedicated PlayStation podcast, they're at least, like, interested in playing games. Now, and I'm not calling people out for not being trophy hunters. I'm like, if you're, like, level zero and you're adding me, you've clearly just made this account. Because so. even when you're not a trophy hunter, you're earning trophies off the bat and, like, at least level four by the time you add friends. Yep. Yes. All right, what about you, Delvin? What are you working on? Well, I'm going to use this moment to address something that I think I should address. Our community is a community of unity and about inclusiveness. So this week we had an incident, and I want to just kind of straight up say that I'm not going to call out no names or anything like that, but I'm asking for us as a community to be more respectful towards each other and be positive because PSVG strives itself on being a positive community and I strive myself on being a positive person. So don't badmouth people in the community. Don't be negative towards people in the community. I'm always willing to be open and friendly to everybody in our community, but I will, I will not tolerate anybody being disrespectful to anybody on this podcast or anybody in this community. I think it's important that we be respectful to each other and show love because we're all gamers and we all love this passion of ours that that's gaming so i just want everybody to be nice to each other that's all amen to that brother amen okay and with that uh you can find me at dat ninja dev pretty much anywhere feel free to add me as a friend on any any anything steam 
PS, PSN, Xbox. I'm everywhere. That is OnlyFans. No. <laughs> Not even, this, I mean, not even I'm, in this time of shenanigans, no. I mean, if you want to support an OnlyFans, I can give you a couple to follow, but I don't think I don't think Dev is the intended audience for OnlyFans. Off, off mic, please. <laughs> uh, for oh, for our man. listeners, just so we're clear, that's a joke. Um, that is a joke. Delvin is not getting any OnlyFans off mic. Um, maybe <laughs> is it though? It, it is a joke. And with that, long live play. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> Chaos has come again.